0: All right. Welcome back. We're here with another mini session to give you guys some tips and tools to go back in your business, help you grow your overall sales. Um, today, we're going to be talking about how to book quality appointments. So not necessarily just quantity, but quality appointments, really getting you in front of the, the clients that are going to transact with you and that aren't as difficult as you may be putting yourself into right now. Um, so Mike, let's, let's first off, I guess, talk about the the importance of booking quality appointments?
1: Yeah, I think they're so key. If you don't have quality appointments, you're not going to generate any business for yourself. And I think the one of the best ways to generate quality appointments is to have massive, massive activities. In my mind, the more people you speak to on a daily basis, the greater likelihood there is that you're going to Put yourself in front of people that are truly motivated to transact in real estate
0: i um, guess let's, let's let's break it down a bit further like what is a quality appointment right a quality <laughs> appointment for me let's say is someone that i know their their timeline their motivation their price point mm-hmm. and also that if everything goes all well and good at the meeting
1: they'd be prepared to sign paperwork with me. Yeah, I would say for me, quality appointment is someone that's looking to transact in the next 60 to 90 days. That has made a commitment to me that if all goes well during our appointment, we connect at a high level, they trust me, they feel I can do a good job for them. They are prepared to sign paperwork when I come over and meet them for the first time.
0: Okay, I know I've spoken to so many agents and when they're booking appointments for themselves, they're mainly booking showings or they're booking a home evaluation presentation. That's not necessarily the kind of appointments that you wanna be going on, especially if you're looking to build a really great business. As a realtor, your, your time is very valuable, right? If you're out there spending time with people that are for self, not motivated, are wasting time and don't really wanna work with you You're going to be losing money at the end of the day. So, I know that you have a really great script around booking quality appointments. So, I think we should go through that for our listeners. We'll role play it a little bit and then talk about some common objections that we get when on the phone prospecting or even in person. So,
1: So one thing before we get into the script itself, Mm -hmm. I, I touched on this earlier call volume is important, or if you're a door knocker, very important to. To hit as many doors as possible with that being said i see a lot of new agents if they're on the phone or if they're banging on doors whatever form of lead generation they've chosen they're getting into these deep conversations with people that have absolutely zero interest in ever transacting real Mm -hmm. estate for me it's it's time wasted if someone tells me no i'm not interested and i never will be off the phone i'm not talking to them on to the next person um and then when I hit that next person, I can go through kind of what it sounds like. Um, so say someone does tell me, no, they're not interested in selling their house. I'll ask them one question and I use the same question every time. And that's if you were to move, where would you go? I just said, I'm not interested in selling my house. Okay. At that point, I'm off the phone. I'm out of there. Mm-hmm. Now, if they tell me, if they give me an answer to that question, Um, And they tell me, well, if I was to move, I would move here. Um, At that point, I'll start asking them some more questions. So I'll just say something like, that's awesome. What's important to you about moving over there? Um, And then they'll normally answer. And I have a list and I I just read them, a list of questions I ask about the desired location that they want to move. So I'll ask them, what would that bring to your life? How would moving to that area change your current way of life? How would it benefit you? What would it do for you? How important is moving to that that area to you and your family? Um, How long have you been thinking about moving to that area? What needs to happen for you to make the move? Um, How would it impact your family? How's it gonna make you feel once you finally do make the move? What excites you most about the move? On a scale of one to 10, not including seven, how badly do you wanna make this move? And I'll dig deep and someone once gave me an analogy about why we're asking these questions. At some point during the conversation, the client's going to, or the potential client's going to object to you. When you go into any conversation with a client, I view myself as having a gun almost. If you don't ask these questions, you have a gun, but you have no ammo in that gun to overcome the objections. By asking questions and digging deep into their desires and why they want to move to a certain area and how it's going to impact their family and themselves in a positive way, you're loading your gun with bullets. So when they say, no, I need time to think about it. Well, what's more important, thinking about it or moving out to Niagara and living on the lake so you can spend time with your elderly parents And the answer is always going to be spending time with the parents. Yeah. And then Mm
0: -hmm.
1: at that point I just close them out. So, okay, that's exactly why we should meet. I'm available tomorrow at two or the following day at three. What works best for you?
0: Yeah. So I think it, it comes down to finding the person's pain and, and, In a way, not using it against them, but having them come to a realization that like you could actually give them what they want in the circumstances that they're looking for. And they haven't actually thought about it in that way. Mm -hmm. One, I guess, piece of warning that I'll say too, is I, I find a lot of realtors tend to do the lead generation and they find people that are like, you know what? Yeah, like keep me in your database. I'm probably selling in like three, five years down the road. Mm-hmm. Now, that's great. You're, you're, you're building these great relationships. If you're really uncovering the motivation, but that person really cannot move for three, five years, is that worth keeping in your database? What would you I say, think it Mike? it
1: clogs up the system because say over a couple of years, you add 500 people that are planning on selling five to 10 years out. You have to call those people on a regular basis. And you're focusing time on prospects that are not ready to transact anytime soon, rather than spending time on finding people that are looking to transact within the next six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's an agent, I was lucky enough to speak to him when I first got in the business, and he told me, I don't fully agree with this, but he wouldn't add people in the database unless they were planning on selling or buying within the next six months. And his theory was that he was lead generating at such a high level, those people that say they're going to sell in two years to three years, through his regular lead generation, he'd hit them again multiple times a year anyway.
0: Yeah, I think when you're being systematic with your lead gen, for example, you have a farm area that you either door knock, cold call, you do open houses in, circle prospect, whatever, you're, you're touching base with that area regardless, at least hopefully quarterly so, whether you mm-hmm. get them now or when their time comes, there's no use in clogging up your database, clogging up your systems, and just adding more pain into your business. Focus on yeah. the people that are quality. And, like you said, I would say within a year is someone that you could definitely enter your database. That timeline can always change. It could either move mm-hmm. up or it could be pushed back, but at least you know the, that that timeline is there. For sure. So, are you ready to kind of do a little bit of a role play with um, yeah, that do script? It. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll be the client.
1: Yeah. So let's just go over a few of the most common objections we're seeing right now. Um, I would say the big one is COVID. Um, lots of people, they're just not going to be willing to move during COVID. They're not going to feel safe during to move during COVID, which is fine. Everyone's entitled to their to their feelings towards this disease we're all dealing with right now but the objection handle i use when someone tells me no i want to wait and move once covid passes is, is this um what does covid passing mean to you um why don't we role play it together okay so sounds what, good. Is, what is what does covid being finished mean to you Anna?
0: Um, I, I would say it's probably like once we can all go out in the world and not have to wear masks anymore
1: Okay. And if COVID is still around in three years, which many people think it may be, is, is that okay with you? Are you willing to wait that long?
0: I could be willing to wait that long. I do want to retire early though.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's most important to you? Is it not moving through COVID or is it retiring early?
0: Um, I would say retiring early is more important, but both are, are still important.
1: Yeah. Okay. And what is it specifically about not moving through COVID that's important to you?
0: I don't want to sell my house. I don't want random strangers coming through my house, not knowing like what they're bringing or what they're tracking in my house. And also I just feel like uh, it's, it's not the time to do it. I don't know what the market's doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I could show you how you can move safely through COVID and put an extra say 50 to hundred thousand dollars in your pocket in the process and set yourself up for that early retirement, would that be of interest to you?
0: I guess so. I, I think that might be a good plan.
1: Santa, I think that's exactly what we should meet. So I'm available tomorrow at two, or I can do the following day at three. I will I'll wear a mask and bring hand sanitizer. If you're more comfortable, we can meet on your front porch. Um, which of the two days works best for you?
0: Uh, let's say uh, three o'clock.
1: Perfect. Okay. Okay. So that's it. You're not going to get it every time, um, but you're going to get the appointment far more often if you do that than if you say nothing and just agree with they're not moving during COVID. yeah um next one i'm getting a lot and this one's always very prevalent it's timeline objection um so let's role play this a little bit so anna you're telling me you want to move at some point in the future to move into that dream property but you don't you don't want to do it now is that correct
0: yeah, I just think that uh, I need a few more months to get ready, maybe finish up a few things in the house before we list.
1: Okay. Um, and what's important to you about finishing up a few things in the house? Are you doing that for your personal benefit or are you doing it to make more money?
0: I think ideally to make more money, but also to just have a house that's presentable on the market. We also just mm. need some more time to kind of clean up and and uh, get mentally ready for it.
1: Okay. And If I could show you how you could put an extra, say, fifty to to $100,000 in your pocket right now um, without actually having to do the work, would that be of interest to you?
0: Yeah, but I wouldn't want to move until maybe like the new year or uh, like after the spring.
1: Okay. So what a lot of my clients are doing, they're actually selling their houses now in a market that's up about 20% year over year. And they're not actually moving for Say anywhere from four to six months. If you could sell your house now for an extra fifty to a hundred thousand dollars in a market that's up twenty percent year over year without actually having to move until the spring, would that be of interest to you?
0: Yeah, it could be of interest to me.
1: That's exactly what we need to meet. So I'm available tomorrow at two, or we can do the following day at three.
0: Okay. Awesome. So I wanna point out a few things too, like as people are listening that we haven't really talked about, but on your closing, it, this is a really strong closing. This is what I use as well. It's that's exactly why we should meet. As soon as you ask them that kind of uh, mind shift question, mindset shift question of like taking their motivation, bringing it back to them, and then asking that tie down question, you're saying that's exactly why we should meet. It's an affirmative, um, almost like an order. And then you're giving them two availabilities of when you can meet. So Tuesday at three or Wednesday at four. Because when you're asking a question, I have Tuesday at three, Wednesday at four. What is more more like, which one are you available on? You're not asking them a yes or no question. So they're more likely to say yes to that or like Mm. agree to a time that works.
1: 100%. I think all of all of these objection handles and closes, they're going to be irrelevant and useless to you if you have not gone into their motivation and figured out their true why as to why they're thinking about doing this in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, big one, one of my favorites, I used to be horrible at overcoming this is I have a realtor. Um, all right. So we've worked over the past couple of years to come up with a really good objection handle for this. Um, like all of them doesn't work all the time, but this is the best one I've found to date.
0: I feel like this Um, is the one that realtors are most fearful of getting.
1: mm, Cause you're like, oh
0: shit, you already have a realtor. Damn. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks. Talk to you later. (laughs)
1: Um, So let's do this one. Tell me, tell me you already, already have a realtor.
0: So Mike, um, thanks for the call, but you know, I already have a realtor that I'm working with.
1: That's awesome. How many realtors are you planning on interviewing Anna to sell your largest asset?
0: Oh, I I hadn't thought of that. I I was just going to work with this friend.
1: Oh, okay. Right, Um, and a lot of people are nervous after only talking to one realtor. How about I come over and show you how I sell homes? Confirm the price, and one of two things is going to happen: you're either going to be more comfortable dealing with the realtor you already have, and you'll be able to sleep better at night, or you'll realize that I'm the best person to sell the house for you. Either way, it's a win-win, wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah, I I guess so.
1: Okay, and then it's hard to argue with that.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Off script at this point um then flip as soon as I say that that's exactly what we what should mean I'm available this time or this time mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah I think yeah. that's really powerful um on the other hand like maybe we could talk a little bit about the route of like hey no like this is like my close friend this is my close friend and I'm going to be working with them how, how do you handle that objection I guess a little bit deeper whether it's on the phone or in person I can't hear you
1: can you hear me now
0: yeah now i can't
1: tech issues tech sorry issues. i uh my bluetooth wasn't cooperating what did you i was just <laughs> i saw, I saw okay, your we'll... mouth moving but i couldn't hear thing.
0: we'll get miles set at this um so what i was asking is I know there's a, like, at least I know a certain objection handler for um, whether it's on the phone or in person, uh, Mm -hmm. dealing a little bit deeper with that objection of like, hey, like I'm actually going to be working with this friend, but they're out of town or like this friend, Mm -hmm. but maybe they're not as experienced as you and you know that. Yeah. So can you maybe give me a glimpse into what you would say? And then I'll kind of give my two cents around what I've heard as well.
1: Mm -hmm. So are you talking about on the appointment or
0: yeah, I guess, okay. I'll, I'll chat about it first. Like there's an opportunity for you to continue to work with this agent, but we could just refer the business. Right. Cause a lot, at least in our area in Hamilton and Niagara, a lot of people are like, yes, I have a realtor, but they're in Toronto. Right. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity is there. Why, why don't we work together? And then your friend can get a referral fee. I know there's yeah. a around that. Do you want to touch on that?
1: Yeah, so in a situation like that, I would basically say to them, I appreciate that you want to work for your friend. Um, given your friend is from Toronto and not Hamilton, do you think they're knowledgeable in the Hamilton market?
0: Um, well, I know they do a, a few deals down here.
1: Okay. And do you think they'd be knowledgeable, as knowledgeable as someone like myself that generally does around 50 transactions, not, not just in Hamilton, but in your neighborhood each year? Uh, Probably not. Mm -hmm. And it's no problem. If I was to go to their area, the same logic would apply to me. Um, Now, do you think your friend is most likely fantastic at marketing and selling homes for as much money as possible?
0: Yeah, I think they do a great job.
1: Mm -hmm. So what if you could combine the two? So you could work with your friend um, who's amazing at selling homes, your friend would have the opportunity to help you out but you would also get the market knowledge of someone from Hamilton someone that does a lot of business in your neighborhood okay is that something you'd be interested in
0: yeah that, definitely I, okay. I think yeah off script here but at that point too like you would close to get the person's name potentially get in touch mm-hmm. and then see how you can work the deal together like I know it's Toronto realtor necessarily doesn't want to be working with buyers or sellers in the, in Hamilton so that's it's almost a plus not for even that. worth
1: the money like even if I could get a ten thousand dollar check selling something in Toronto I'm not going to do it I'm going to refer it out yeah it's very likely that that person's friend is just doing it to be nice mm-hmm. um, or they're doing it because they want the money but in my opinion if you need the money that bad you're not a you're not a high producing realtor like a professional does not sell homes in a city that they're not familiar with just for a paycheck
0: yeah
1: a professional works one area and knows that area very well and if they come across a client that needs help in a different area they refer the business out to someone that's an expert and someone that they know like and trust in that area
0: a hundred percent i think that's kind of one of the biggest um i guess not problems but challenges in our industry like i I love a lot of realtors, but a lot of realtors try to take on too many locations. And at that point they're spreading themselves way too thin. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like being an expert in one area or being kind of knowledgeable in a bunch of areas, is not going to get you anywhere. So um, any other scripts that we want to cover? I think that that gives you guys a glimpse into like how we're booking appointments at a high level. We, we also have, um, some, some resources that we'll be putting on our website with um, some appointment scripting, some listing presentations mm-hmm. that we'll be sharing. Um, so make sure to subscribe on our website.
1: I have one awesome new script I started using about two weeks ago. Cool. And I use it once the appointment is booked because my guys on my team have been coming to me recently um, frustrated because they've been booking tons of appointments, but a lot of those appointments have been canceling. Um, so we implemented a new script and we use it as soon as we confirm the appointment time. Um, and I'll, I'll, share it with you. So, and I'm available tomorrow at two or the following day at three, what works best for you?
0: Uh, let's do three o'clock the following day.
1: Okay, perfect. And before we end this call, can you make a commitment to me?
0: What's that commitment?
1: Yeah. So myself, my team and my administrative staff, we're going to put a ton of effort into getting prepared for this appointment so we can deliver as much value to you as possible when we do meet. Can you promise me that you won't cancel the appointment and that you'll actually be at the house before when we arrive at our scheduled appointment time?
0: That's tough. That's a guilt trip. But yeah, sure.
1: (laughs) I don't want to show up to the house and have them not be there. I don't want to call the next day to pre-qualify it and have them cancel it. I just want to show up and know that they're going to be there. Yeah. Um, And I've used this, So I booked an appointment the other day for making up the time, but say it was Wednesday at 3 p.m. And I used that script and the woman on the other end of the line actually thought about it and she pulled out her calendar um, and looked to see if in fact she was available at that time. And she wasn't, she had a doctor's appointment. Right then and there, we changed the appointment from Wednesday back to Monday. Um, And she promised me that she'd actually be there. Perfect. The appointment happened, listing signed, everyone's happy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I think that's huge. Um, th- the prequel is important, but I think just getting that commitment, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's obviously saving you a bunch of time. If you're preparing a listing presentation, preparing a home evaluation, whatever it is, y- you as a realtor should be prepping for every appointment. You're spending what, whether it's 15 or 30 minutes to meet with this client and then they end up not showing up or, they're not home or whatever, that's like 30 minutes that you could have been spending on another client or following up or lead generation.
1: Mm, Not everyone. There are lots of people out there that will break a promise, but I would say a good 95% of the population, once they make a serious commitment to someone else, they're not going to break that commitment.
0: And I think that's a good way of uh, posing the question too. Can you make a commitment to me? Not like right off the bat saying like, Will you promise me you'll be there. But saying, mm-hmm. will you make a commitment? It's serious. And it, it, like I said, guilt trip, like it makes you feel like you need to be there.
1: Mm-hmm. You don't
0: want, I don't want to let you down, Mike.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have any questions about any of this stuff, feel free to reach out to Anna or myself. and more than happy to answer them for you.
0: Awesome. Keep uh, watching out for our mini-series. We'll be recording some more episodes, and stay tuned for what's to come in the new year.